0: Whoa, not good enough, Not good enough Oh not good enough, not good enough Oh no. This is not good Colts fans. Remember last week when I said there would be some juicy topics pouring out of training camp? Well, I was hoping for like apple juice or orange juice. I could settle for pineapple juice if I had to, but I think we're getting cranberry or maybe even V8. This is not good. I also made the claim last week that Carson Wentz would be 2018 Andrew Luck, but right now he's looking more like 2019 Andrew, the one who retired after a foot injury. Well, Wentz hasn't used the R word, thankfully, but I published the podcast late Thursday night, Then Friday, we got the news that Carson Wentz has a broken foot. A few days later, we learned that he would have surgery and would be out 5 to 12 weeks. I sang my Wentz praises a few hours too soon, it seems. Quentin Nelson, coincidentally, has the same injury, also now has had surgery by the same doctor and is on the same schedule to return between 5 and 12 weeks. Additionally, Darius Leonard and Ryan Kelly are currently out with injuries. This is not good. Welcome in. This is the Blue Notes podcast, which is a presentation of Indianapolis Colts stories and notes. I'm your host, Benjamin Taylor, and today we need to do some damage control. Stay with me. First, let me double down on last week's claim. Yes. It was terribly timed and I realize that Carson Wentz will miss the entire preseason and possibly more but I still believe that when and if he comes back healthy that we will see a different Carson Wentz than we have ever before seen a man determined and confident. This doesn't look good for the Colts and for Wentz right now but I'm not running from my conviction. PFF has already written off Wentz in the upcoming Colts season They posted an image that showed the Colts drafting a quarterback in the first round of next year's draft. That sentiment is contagious around the league and spreading. Now maybe in the midst of an everlasting pandemic is not the best time to make such an analogy, but regardless, the panic button appears to be jammed right now for the Colts. So we need to do a bit of damage control. We need to first figure out what these injuries mean. What are the costly effects of enduring so many so soon? Then let's discuss who should be the quarterback to fill in for Carson. There seems to be a few options still on the table for the Colts. And lastly, I will try to convince you of some good that can come out of this nightmare start to training camp. The injuries sustained for the Colts so far are costly. There's no denying that. When I first heard about Darius Leonard's ankle injury, I thought, well... He knows what he's doing. Sure, it would be nice to have him, to have his leadership on the field, but Leonard will return without missing a beat. No one's worried about Darius. Then Ryan Kelly and Carson, then Quentin Nelson, and don't forget about Eric Fisher rehabbing from the torn Achilles. Suddenly, there's a problem. I love Frank Reich's optimism, but there are some real concerns here. The most obvious concern is that Carson Wentz will miss the entire training camp and preseason with his new team. I knew last year the Colts had a new quarterback in Phillip Rivers, and he had no preseason with the team because of COVID and that worked out okay. But did it, really? The team opened with a loss to the lowly Jags, and it was the Jaguars' only win of the season, a loss that eventually cost the Colts the division title. And that! Loss was with one of the smartest QBs to play the position, who was familiar with the coach and the offensive scheme. Carson Wentz needs reps with his new team. I compared Wentz to Andrew Luck because I felt like both players needed to be rebuilt. That's simply impossible for Wentz if he's sidelined until the season starts and possibly longer. The situation is so dire that even when he's healthy, I wonder if Wentz should be forced to log a few weeks of practice before being thrown into game action on Sundays. I guess that depends on how the backup is doing at that point. Not only is Wentz lacking the preseason reps, the entire offense will be jarred by the lack of consistency. This has been discussed exhaustingly, but the Colts have had five different starting quarterbacks over the past five seasons. Wentz was supposed to change that. Over the summer months, Carson worked with some of the pass catchers at different locations across the country, but outside of that, he doesn't know this roster, and they don't know him. Colts fans can be thankful that the injuries aren't more serious and that they didn't happen later, but the lack of consistency right now will have ripple effects throughout the early part of the season. These are valuable days and practices and hours where good habits are formed So that weeks later, muscle memory harkens back to those August days and the body just reacts without the mind moving the bones and ligaments. Good habits are forming in these weeks and they will be formed with unfamiliar faces everywhere, especially on offense. The last question to answer about the injuries isn't a fun one and that's about future injuries. Quentin Nelson posted on Instagram that he has had three procedures this year. It was a courageous post about making no excuses. Frank Reich stated that Nelson has already submitted his step-by-step plan for rehab and how he will plan to get better. I will not be the first one to bet against Nelson, no way. But three procedures since the season ended, that's not ideal. Will these stack up? Will there be any lingering effects? I think these are necessary questions to ask, although we don't know the answers right now. Nelson is supposed to be our future Hall of Famer. The only thing that could fathomably derail his career would be injuries. And for Wentz, we all know he struggled with ailments along the way. He's only played 16 games twice in his career, and he had a losing record in both of those seasons, for whatever that's worth. Side note, <laughs> I said in last week's episode that Wentz had 50 interceptions in 2020. Wow, I misspoke there. He had 15, which wasn't great, and 15 kind of sounds like 50, but I overshot it a bit. Wentz has 50 interceptions over his entire five-year career, not just in 2020. And you know, Jameis Winston has had at least 11 interceptions in every season that he's played. He had a whopping 30 interceptions in 2019. The only player I know of to be in the 30-30 club, that's 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns. I don't know how worried we should be over Carson's 15 picks last year. Anyway, Carson's injury history is surely a concern, but Coach Reich and Chris Ballard discussed it before making the trade, and they weren't worried, although Reich admitted he was biased. It's not the injury history that worries me, though. It's the injury future. History can sometimes tell us what the future will look like, and certainly we can learn from that, but damage control must focus on the present. The question that needs answered right now is who will play quarterback? Given Carson's timeline for return, that's not an easy question to answer. On the short end, he could possibly be ready for the first or second game. Maybe I could go out there and hand off to Jonathan Taylor Hand off to Marlon Mack, pitch it to Naeem Hines, get Hot Rod into field goal range a few times and hope to steal the home opener before I get my skull crushed. But then what? What happens if Carson is out three months? I think feelings are mixed within the Colts community. Some want to roll with backup quarterback Jacob Eason, while others want to see a trade or a free agent signing. The Jets just signed Josh Johnson, if that gives you any indication of what kind of quarterbacks are available in the free market. Johnson already had a brief stint with the Colts in 2015. You may not remember because, well, it was pretty forgettable. I don't think he logged a snap for the Colts and was only signed in support of Matt Hasselback and someone named Alex Tanney. Hasselback was only playing because of Andrew Luck's ongoing injuries that season. The Colts did sign free agent quarterback Brett Hundley, who has played with the Cardinals and Packers, but I don't think he's a realistic option to start. He's just another name on the list of Josh Johnson's, Kevin Hogan's, and Tyler Bray's. The more tempting move for the Colts would be to trade for a quarterback already rostered, and you know whose name surfaced, Nick Foles. Foles, who is third string for the Bears currently, was asked about rejoining Frank Reich and Wentz, Foles gushingly spouted his love for Reich and also took the opportunity to offer himself to any other team interested, claiming that he was better now than the Super Bowl version of himself. Foles is a likable guy who is not short on confidence, and he, like Wentz, worked well with Frank Reich. Nick Foles could probably come in and keep the team afloat, but trading for him would not be a smart move for the franchise. I understand that there's concern that if Carson Wentz is too fragile to deal with Foles in the room, then Wentz isn't strong enough to lead the Colts. I get that. That's a fair point. And to get everyone up to speed, Wentz and Foles played together in Philly. Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator at the time. Wentz was the starter and was playing at an MVP level. He got hurt. Then Foles came in and won the Super Bowl. A statue of Foles was erected just outside the stadium. Reich and Foles then left for other teams, and Wentz was traded. The worry now is that Foles would overshadow Wentz in Indianapolis given their complicated past. Perhaps the greater worry is that if Wentz couldn't handle Foles' measly shadow, then the quarterback question in Indy is still unanswered. I'm not worried about Wentz. All good leaders have egos, and some of those egos are quite fragile. LeBron James controls every roster he's on. I know it's a different sport, but he kicks players out that he doesn't want. He brings in his own guys, and management signs off on it all. Their books turn upside down, all in an effort to protect the self-proclaimed king. The LeBron equivalent in the NFL might be Tom Brady. While in New England, he was at least mildly threatened by the 2014 second-round pick Jimmy Garoppolo and had Jimmy shipped across the country to the San Francisco 49ers. We protect the ones we love, or at least we protect our investments. And there's nothing wrong with that. Think about it this way. Every other position on the field is treated like a dating relationship where players are liked but not loved. There are no deep or long-term commitments in this kind of arrangement, competition is good. It helps us to be our better selves. Eddie Piniero was signed to push Hot Rod. Julian Blackman was drafted to see if he could supplant first-rounder Malik Hooker. Ellinger was drafted to balance Eason. But QB1 is different. It's more like a marriage. The promise has been proclaimed and the investment has been sealed. Starting quarterbacks make the most money and sign the longest contracts. Maybe they have fragile egos, but we shouldn't be embarrassed to protect them. Perhaps you shouldn't lose yourself trying to satisfy a person you hardly know, but is there anything you wouldn't do for a spouse? Even if it sounds crazy, wouldn't you do it anyway? Likewise, an NFL franchise shouldn't be slow to protect their investments. In fact, the good ones happily go through boundless lengths to put their starting quarterbacks in a position to be comfortable and confident trusting that success will follow. And that's how it should be. Trading for Foles could wreck the very player the Colts are hoping to rebuild and reestablish. Nick Foles is not the answer. I've been resting soundly in the Easton camp for quite some time. I didn't necessarily want him to be the starter, nor did I imagine him being thrust into this role so soon. I'm just excited to see what the Colts have in their 2020 rounder. These are essentially the first snaps of live action Eason has seen at this level after last year's preseason was canceled. Now he's the starter. Frank Reich said this week that this is Eason's job. Reich went on to say that Jacob's working his butt off, and I'm excited for Jacob. Apparently it was a rough go for Eason in the first few days of camp, Kevin Bowen stated that the opening to practice Tuesday was the worst three-snap stretch he'd ever seen. Each play was a fumbled snap between Eason and fill-in center Joey Hunt. Eason then bounced back Wednesday with his best performance of the preseason. Wright Cooley explained that the bounce back was expected that you want to see players respond to rough days with better performances. Jacob Eason can follow my same pattern and hand off a bunch of times and hope to sneak out one win, but could he be the long-term answer if Wentz's injury lingers? The answer to this question is less about knowing the future and more about limiting the possibilities. Foles would cost something in draft capital and might wreck your quarterback future. Brett Hundley or another free agent might jog our sad memories back to a Scott Tolzien season starter. So that leaves Sam Ellinger, who is the Colts' other in-house option. I say go with Eason, but if Sam Ellinger is the plan B, I can live with that. He's a strong leader, he's learning the offense and personnel, he can run. Even the Wildcat offense worked for a few weeks in Miami. Maybe Ellinger provides a tight new wrinkle for the Colts' attack. Now, let's slip our Frank Reich glasses on and look at the bright side. Reich explained that to reach the level that the Colts are striving to reach, to climb that mountain, they have to hit some checkpoints, and handling adversity is one of those checkpoints. Reich stated fittingly, why not handle it early? Well, that's one way to look at it. Before I met and married my wife Megan, I was engaged to someone else briefly. (laughs) Very briefly. (laughs) It was a mess although i couldn't see it at the time i was a mess too to be honest but the day that girl broke off our engagement her mother called me and said i'm glad it happened now and not later i thought that was an odd thing to say in the moment it wasn't very comforting but now looking back i not only appreciate her candor i acknowledge the wisdom in that cold statement she was right and i'm so thankful now for countless reasons that I experienced that sharp and fast heartache then, and of course, that I found the right person to marry. Frank Reich understands that success isn't a straight shot. It's a difficult climb with bumps and bends and sinkholes and setbacks, heartache, and restarts. It would be nice to have all of these starters healthy, learning together and growing in confidence with one another, but the hope is that they all return healthy early in the season. Another bit of goodness that comes from these unfortunate injuries is that the Colts finally get the chance to evaluate Jacob Eason. He's been a stranger to this team, but now he'll be marched to the river and baptized to the full speed pace of the NFL, but with Reich's careful hand between his shoulder blades. And before Wentz returns, Colts fans and coaches will all know with certainty whether Eason has a future in this league. Another silver lining to Wentz's injury is the conditional draft pick. If Wentz plays less than 70% of the season, and the Colts make the playoffs, the pick sent to the Eagles drops to a second rounder, and the Colts will keep its first round pick next year. So 12 is the magic number. If Carson plays 12 games or more, the Colts lose that top pick. I wonder if Wentz is healing and working his way back. If Easton looks okay and the Colts record is 500 or so, did the Colts keep Wentz out just one more game? It wouldn't be the worst thing to happen. And finally, the depth is being tested, but also molded as a result of the rough start to camp, especially on the offensive line where depth is deeply questioned. Frank Reich is always looking for a positive spin, and he's excited for the opportunities presented to younger depth players. He has repeated the notion that the twos and threes will eventually be the ones, and now they are being prepared for that moment. The Colts' camp injuries are costly, but they aren't catastrophic. Jacob Eason now has the chance to substantiate his worth and hush the Foles trade talks. Frank Reich and Chris Ballard can protect Wentz in his absence and deepen their commitment to rebuilding their fragile quarterback and the live reps can form gold bricks for the offensive line depth, building a structure that could pay back tenfold. And hopefully, all of the injured will return healthy when it matters, and the checkpoints of adversity will later help the Colts find their footing on the path to a deep playoff run. This was a presentation of the Blue Notes podcast. I'm Benjamin Taylor. Thank you for listening.